we're back. Second episode. We're still doing this. <laughs> but you've got to introduce it as if this is the first episode that someone's listened to. That's right? true. Um, welcome back. This is We Should Be Cancelled, episode two. <laughs> it just feels so official. I know. I feel so... I don't know. I just feel so emotional that it's, I mean, I'm not going to cry because it's not American Idol. Please don't, because I don't know what to do when people cry. Neither do I. I fully, I'm just like, I think I just, I I go on to like this mode where I'm just like, I'm patting your back, but just know emotionally I'm not there. I'm Basically, not there. Yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page. But we've been mad rude. So like, if this is the first episode someone's listened to, they don't even know who we are. So, oh, that's so true. <laughs> this is what happens with our convos. We'll get carried away. We're supposed to do an intro and then all of a sudden we've got into some tangent about something. <laughs> so, uh, my name's Curtis, Curtis Lewis, and my I'm name, with... My name's Jamisha. Cool. Uh, and basically we discuss uh, topics relating to problematic people and things that basically should be cancelled and all that mess. Basically, messy things that people are doing and probably you're doing too. Which is basically everything because everything should be cancelled at this point, which is why nothing has been cancelled. <laughs> Perfect. So what have you been up to? Because I have been up to a lot. Well, you go first then. <laughs> you sound like you really want to like really tell me. <laughs> so a little update from the last episode. Um, Asian guy, hot Asian guy. Yeah. Um, and I found out that he was actually a JD model because basically- Oh. <laughs> so, and <laughs> I basically was like walking past, like I was in a random station in London, don't know which one, was walking, walking, walking. And I was like- I was running late at that point as well. And mm. I was just like, my head just cocked to the side, like, oh, I recognize them tattoos. I stood and was like, I just started bursting out laughing and just took a picture. And I was like, well, if I do need to hit up, I could, fi- I could find. Well, I could now find. he's not a completely anonymous person. Now I'm not gonna, tr- look, I am a stalker. Not officially, I'm not going on record and saying that, but now that- Allegedly. You know, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> but now that we know that this person is someone, you could, I, I could find him. I won't, because I respect his privacy. But now that, you know, there's a, he's not just a face that's gone in the crowd. Now mm. this is actually someone. He can be found. So, I, do you know what it is? It's not even like mm. I'm trying to that's date. Right. I just want to work. I, I'd want to work with him. I'd want to work with him. Like, I'd, I'll I'd get, want I'll his- get, I'll get the email. Yeah. You know what? Let's make it happen. Cool. Okay, I'm- I'm not doing anything illegal though. Anything that's on public record, I it's yes, public record. No, we will not I be... don't dox, I don't hack. <laughs> I love that. The, the <laughs> doxing has to be like put out there. Like we don't do that. No, I don't. Definitely not. Ever. Um, another thing that's been happening is that I've been using this app called, and this is not sponsored because sweetie, if it was sponsored spon- by who? <laughs> sweetie, if we, <laughs> we were even, sponsored. We haven't put the first episode out yet. <laughs> well, we would have by the time you've heard this, but. But yeah. I've been using patterns. Now, listen. Patterns. Patterns. The thing is, you're going to hate me. What is that? Da- dating app? No, 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 no. That's another thing. Essentially, it's, okay, so I'm going to hold your hand because I, I know how you feel about We've this. We've never held hands before. No, we haven't, but I know how you feel about this. Here we go. It's essentially using your star sign. Oh, and... I have the app. Oh, you have the app? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I well, don't really listen to it, but I have it. Yeah, but it's like... I I found it like super useful, like just spiritually. Like I'm not that person that goes, oh my god, spiritually. Da, da, mm. da, but like, I found like it's helping me with like navigating through life and in terms of relationships. It made me literally delete all my like dating apps. And we know we've been, I've been there before. Yeah, but a few times. <laughs> Shade, sorry, added, can't help it. Added, can't help it. Added, but go on, go all on. the arrows Let me not be shot rude. at me. But like no. <laughs> but the thing is, I was kind of just like, I think it, it it kind of got to me to the point where I was kind of like, oh, I should just stop like actively looking for like a dating situation in this way of of apps because 
after the iconic night of Queer Brock that recently <laughs> went by. I went, oh my Yo, gosh. that DJ knew how to play. All- Tell me how a queer event had reggae at the end. Because that's what we were asking for. Literally, when we go to um, reggae nights, we kind of like always want, and this is, we're going on a tangent, but we always want the best of both worlds. So we sometimes go to bashment and dance mm. all nights, but it's just so heteronormative. And I'm a heterosexual person, but like, you know, there's just something icky about yeah, the vibe, but the music sometimes slaps, sometimes. Yes. But when we go to queer events, like Pussy Palace and stuff, love Pussy Palace, and, and I actually do like the music, but sometimes you want the vibe of Pussy Palace with the music of a lot of the yes. dance nights, and it's hard to yes. find. And clearly you found that with Queer Brook. Queer Brook, I think because it was so focused on that genre of soca, bashment, um, you know, bits of reggae, bits of um, dance hall, but then also like... Um, uh, Afro beats and stuff like that. It wasn't. It was more soca than soca than it was Afro beats. Fair. But, but because it was so focused on that, I think they were able to kind of like. And also, the DJ was part of the. Like he knew. He knew. He. You know. He's probably Jamaican himself, or he's probably African himself. So it's kind of just like he knew what tracks to play that would get that elicit that response. Um, amazing. Got to see Carnage Kills, and I forgot the 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 rapper. I'm gonna have to say it in the next episode, but I the forgot. first black. The first. No, the first. Dr- oh, the first out. Drill rapper. Drill rapper who is gay. Yeah, but I don't remember his name and I'm not going to search up right now. I will randomly do it later. <laughs> um, but it was amazing. And after that in, that kind of interaction where I was like, I did catch a wine. It wasn't on Valentine's Day, but Go I did on. catch a wine. Go on. Um, I was like, this is, and I just met loads of people that night and I was just like, well, this that's is, what's supposed to be. but that's what I mean. But, but the thing people is, don't get that exactly experience. because you're not able to kind of like, just go out and kind of like talk to people. Cause you already have that fear of whether or not, I mean, I'm from South, so you, re, you are coming, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even assuming someone that's interested in the same sex is already an insult to certain people. So it's almost like, you know, but anyway, sorry. Yeah. All of that aside, essentially that app was just like, listen, the more you kind of look for it and the more you're forcing it, it's not going to work and you're just basically not, it's not coming from an, it's not adding, you're kind of almost creating codependent relationships. So I was like, you know what, let me just take a step back from all these dating apps, delete them all and just focus on, in you know, in-role interactions. So that's what I'm doing. That's good. That's what Patterns has taught me. But you know what? So that's the thing, like people think like, I hate horoscopes and Zodiac. I don't hate it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the part I like about what people can take from it. Mm. While I don't necessarily think that they're substantiated in actual proof, that's fine. Mm. But like sometimes you, you see a little subtle and you're like, hmm, you know, that's kind of, hmm, feels a bit familiar. But when someone can take that and add it productively to their lifestyle i can't hate on that it's the same thing with like religion i'm not a religious person but if someone can take it and it productively like it enhances their life it improves something it kind of makes you think clearly i can't hate on that so i'm I, you know i'm not one of those people that like, hates it full stop i think if it does like great things like that like the fact that you are thinking in a different way about how you're going about dating and then kind of queer bro- also facilitating that that you caught a wine and that like not saying that those informed each other but happening around the same time that's cool. I mean, I have the app. I don't really read it every day because I start getting, I get, sometimes I get a bit enticed by Zodiacs and then I will download an app like that and then just get bored and stop reading you it. You know what? It's so and true. And it's sitting on my phone yeah. literally right now and it sends me notifications like, hey, mm, no. no. <laughs> You're the only reason now. why I wanted it is because it was on iPhone and I couldn't get it on Android and I got jealous. Anything that's on iPhone that I can't get on my phone, I just get a bit annoyed and then once I can have it, I'm like, see, I have it now and then I, <laughs> then I don't really use it but I think that's really cool. Like, I can't grumble on that. Mm. I just don't like it when people use it as an excuse for their shitty behaviour. Yes. Or 
if they use it like and they're exclusionary of certain types of people i just think that's a bit jarring yeah, if you like, haven't met them yet i get it i get it sometimes people are right but like no but it shouldn't be you shouldn't it be shouldn't exclusionary be. on that because no. like end of the day shitty toxic traits are in every single person so when you go oh that's a cancer trait i don't like that i, mm. I that's something i really don't really get with but also the same because we spoke about this before and it doesn't encompass like people's past experiences or past traumas because yeah. you, you know don't get me wrong i'm not gonna sit here and say you know you know horoscopes aren't you know true whatsoever or they don't incorporate that stuff like i well i did just say that but <laughs> i feel as though people are very it's almost like there's always an easy answer for everything there's almost like a it's almost like oh well what oh, if this doesn't work out if this doesn't attribute to your star sign then what's your moon rising what's this what's that what's that so then it all kind of like works out in the end essentially and it's kind of like well no maybe it's because of past traumas that you've had maybe because people's dad weren't around or like, something. literally maybe it's because their mom was a narcissist like and even if you believe in it, like many things could be in conjunction with someone's past experiences mm. and, and the way they live life and their mental state and the way their brain chemistry is made up. It's a bunch of things. So, I mean, go on for the people them that like that stuff. So, you know, I'm, it's not completely for me, but I do mm. find it interesting and cute once in a while. And and if it enriches your life and brings positivity, then go on. Yeah. Like, that's that's how I see it. Anyway. No, I'm, the se- I'm, I'm half in and half out. I'm like... There are times when I, I kind of almost like disassociate with it and I'm just like, this is actual bullshit. But then sometimes <laughs> I'm like, well, in the bullshit, there is truth. So I'm going to like, there is a level of kind of almost like psychoanalysis, like, you know, that where it's like, it's analyzing behavior or telling you about behavior that, or traits that you have that are toxic. And, and the, what I like about patterns is it actually kind of gives you, it kind of breaks you down and says, this is what you're doing and this is why it's toxic and blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, it's kind of like, you need to be doing this. And yeah. I'm like, this doesn't even need to be about me being a Libra. This doesn't even need to be at me. It doesn't even need to be about me being X moon sign or whatever when I was born. It's just, okay, this is a valuable lesson I want to learn and this is advice I'm getting. It could come from a friend. It could come from a, you know, a teacher. I just like the advice that it's giving me. And, that's, yeah. and I think that's what, um, I think we're agreeing on that, on that same yeah. point. And I think um, that's cool. Yeah, that's, it's just something that literally a friend um, was saying to me like, oh, you should download it. And normally I'm not that quick to download an app, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I'm quick to download an app. I love an app, but when it comes to horoscope signs, I'm just like, oof. But anyway, um, how about you? How has your life been since last episode? So since last episode, I got really ill. So that's that. <laughs> really exciting. No, I got ill like I could feel it coming. It was I think around Sunday and Monday, so I just stayed home from work. And then there was some cool stuff like um, I you know just I've been publishing the stuff for you look okay to me. Um, trying to be a bit more consistent with it. I finally published this article I was working on for. Bear long. It actually took longer than it should have, but I was, every time I write, it's kind of like with editing, we said the same thing. Every time I write, I start to write, think to myself, why do you put yourself through this process every time? And I finish it and go, oh my God, like I did that. I want to write again. And then the mm. process continues. So um, I wrote an article about the lack of dark skin representation in yes. medical textbook literature and imagery. Essentially, um, there was a study in 2018 um, and two women looked into US textbooks, four of the main ones, and analysed all the images. There were about 4,000 images. They went through all of them and basically categorised how much representation there was of dark skin in them. Because obviously, as we know, as dark skin people, um, skin conditions look different on us. So eczema, you know, I've had eczema when I was a kid. Eczema on a white person or a light skinned person is pink or red. On me, it was grey, you know, and mm. th- those are two key differences. And so if literally like a book says eczema will show up red, 
well then that's just completely like excluded me and my skin and how it looks on me so I might look at a skin condition and go oh I don't have eczema then because it's not red when it's simply just that it presents differently and that's the point so essentially because of this lack of representation you've got doctors that are probably struggling to diagnose certain conditions in dark-skinned people that includes people that are asian descent african descent and whatever simply because they don't know what it looks like because how would you know if you've never seen it in your textbook and you're not confronting patients that have it on their skin Mm. so I mean, these times there, you have, you, you know, you have a whole ass lupus. Yeah, I had lupus and I didn't think I had it because there's a rash um, that comes with lupus on some patients, not all. I think mm. it's about 60%. Um, and it's always described as pink. But the thing is, it affects mainly it black affects people. It affects black women more than anyone else. Um, like most of the people that are likely to get it and suffer from severe symptoms from it are women of black, um, of African origin. And so if I type in lupus, lupus rash or anything like that into Google, I don't see myself. I don't see dark skinned women. I see like a couple of little pictures of them. Even if I type in lupus dark skin, white women will still come up. Why is that? And it's because medicine doesn't think about dark skinned people. I don't know if it's on purpose. I don't know if that's just because it's a slip of the mind. Um, but it has to stop. And so I want to do more work on that. But this article, I tried to do it all at once. I was like, oh my God, I can do a film. I was like, <laughs> write the article first and then just Lay take, the it foundation. There. take it from yeah. there. Take it from there. Because I get too quick. Like, and I, mm. I, I want to go too big too quickly sometimes. And sometimes I have to pull back and then just do it bit by bit. So the article was the easiest thing to do because it's writing. I don't have to go out and film. And so I did that first and then took it from there. And it's, it seems to be um, received quite well. A lot of black people agree and have gone through the same thing. I mean, two black women I, I um, included in the article have a condition called, um, I, I can't pronounce it. It's like heredonitis superativa. And it's where you get like um, boils and, and abscesses all over your skin. And both of them had the same experience. And weirdly, they both approached me separately. They don't know each other. And they were just like, I got told I was dirty. No. And one of them said that she was scrubbing her knickers with bleach. She was uh, no. bleaching her sheets. She was dental bathing every day because she thought, I'm just dirty. They just said, your hygiene needs to be better. I and mean, it's just an, a South Asian doctor diagnosed her and said, you have a skin condition. That's it. You're not dirty. Took 10 years though. That's too Girl. long. So These times there with lupus, you can die y- from that. You can die if it gets severe. Yeah. So hopefully... Um, can I can try and make more work like this because mm. it seems really trivial that it's just skin. You might think, oh, it's just eczema, but actually, some of these skin conditions are side symptoms of deeper things that could really be affecting people. So I'm hoping to just kind of do more work on this and kind of reintroduce it artistically. There are people doing the work, like these two ladies that did the article uh, for medicine. That's great. If I can maybe do it on an artistic front, maybe then there could be something, you know. But it's, it's very important because I've realized how widespread it is that black people just, and it's not just black people, but especially dark skinned people get left behind. Because you could be black and light skinned and still be represented in that book. Mm. You know, if you're a light skinned black person, a lot of the time your skin is represented. It's specifically dark skinned people are left behind. Medium to dark skin, yeah. So yeah. We'll collapse for that because... We'll see how that goes. So keep an eye out for it. But who, yeah. was that, who was that with? Um, Galdem. Galdem. So Galdem published it. They're G's because they take a chance on me because it's really hard to get your work published. Like I pitch to people and, you know, they don't really care. But Galdem did take a chance on me. So I have to say big up to them. One more big up. <laughs> cool. Anyway. Um, so I'm going to take it into a little more, um, like, I suppose. Well, I just want to update. I want to talk about 
Love is Blind. <laughs> yes, we need to talk and about this. The, the trash finale. Finale. Everything up until that point. Yeah, the finale. No, so the finale wasn't trash, trash. It was the reunion. That's it. The, the reunion. reunion. The finale yeah. wasn't amazing. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I was a bit underwhelmed, but the reunion was boring as hell. Literally. But this but, is a carry on from our last episode because yeah. we'd only watched, or I'd only watched the first couple. So, mm. so going back to the, well, I suppose it's going to be weird because we know what everyone was thinking in terms of like because we've watched the reunion but going back okay um i forgot the guy's name again diamond and carlton carlton um i remembered what the argument started up over and it was over the fact that essentially um he kind of like called her a bitch um because i remember in the last episode i completely in forgot the, at the pool at the pool and essentially it was like um he said that basically do you know what? I keep forgetting about what how their argument started. Yeah, because he didn't start with him calling her a bitch. They were no. already they were already arguing yeah. at that point. I think she had wanted to speak to him because they kind of they didn't fully argue, but he got very upset at the pool yes. before. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. said, "I need to take some time." Mm. She took time and meant to meet him at yeah. the pool to kind of discuss I, it a bit she more. Took all the time. She took all the time in all the rooms. <laughs> shots of her all the time in every part of the house. Saying, Just look at her face, looking so sad. And I it, need to talk to him. I need to talk to Goes him. Goes to the fridge. I need to talk to him. I need to find out what's going on. I don't know. Next to the pool with the shrimp. I need with to talk leg, to with him. With her legs swaying into the yeah, she, you know she looked good, but, but you know it was. Was a bit extra mm. but i think what happened was she kind of then i think he don't like being at it like he don't like being mm. accused and as soon as it happens no matter what someone's saying he's just fights yeah because i think she was trying to say look i don't feel like you were completely um upfront and transparent mm. with me which i agree she yeah and so she like and i think he kind of low-key angled it and um, i mean we can go to the reunion in a second because he asked, he said yeah. it wasn't his intention but he low-key was angling it like you're homophobic you're biphobic mm. And then that's what it was like. Bitches like you are like this. That's it. That's my summer summarize, yeah. summarizing of it because I can't fully exactly remember what he said. But I think he kind of got triggered when she was like, "You weren't being honest." And I think when he gets accused or backed into a corner, he just acts yeah, it like goes to the he same gets very place. upset and he just starts. He gets when he. So this is the thing. Some people get upset and they get upset about the situation. Some people go deep and go petty and go off the rail. Like mm. you know, you and I can have an argument, but there's certain we can have an argument contained within what we're talking about. Mm. If you start going outside and calling me outside my name and saying stuff that's not relevant, that's when it's like, why are you doing that? To you know? be fair, from that point, I was a bit like, I mean, we can kind of dip in and out of the reunion because obviously, like, yeah. it's connected. But you know, for me, it was like. It should have never got to that point where you're calling her a bitch. My thing is separate from the argument because you know going if it if it struck a uh, you know struck a chord it probably struck a chord from the fact that it's, this is striking from a past experience and we've already probably. spoken about this yeah which it probably did. Um, obviously we said that you know you probably have more work to do on yourself. You shouldn't be even. He should not looking, be on no damn show. Exactly, you should not be on no damn overall. show. But we actually spoke about this actually before and the fact that the way that they kind of angled it of him being more almost like he's over his like same sex attractions because yeah. my guy was, I remember you saying he was in another show. Like he was on the real housewives of Atlanta. So mm. he was um, Cynthia's assistant, a video popped up and I wasn't sure if it was him, but then the little badge came up and said Carlton. So I was like, it's him. <laughs> and he was more camp in that. Mm. That doesn't mean he's just gay. He'd still be fluid and, and, and bi or whatever, mm. he, whatever he, identifies as but um he was more camp mm. you know he was very much dressed differently he kind of was speaking he spoke differently um he got into an argument with someone and was like bitch da, 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 da. it was very like what you talk stereotype of like of femme 
a femme. Yeah. And then obviously in the show, he's not that. Like mm. he, he turns he, almost. He into, had hints of it. Yeah, but it was almost like, oh, you're just like you know, you're just very expressive. Like it. Yeah. Not to say that you know we're the markers of of, of what course. femme and mask of course. is, but of course, let's let's call it out. Yeah. Like you, I mean, even that point when you were talking to her in this weird ass way when you were saying, "Call, call me daddy." daddy. I was Do like the mommy hit. I was like, where is this coming from? I felt from? like he read that from a book as well because it felt so weird. Cringe. Yeah, like, yeah. It just it didn't was, feel authentic. It didn't it, feel like it should come out of his didn't. mouth. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, and then you, um. Essentially, he came onto the show, acted way different. Um. Even in the show, changed his attitude. So it's almost like there's no consistency. Yeah, within the show itself, because when he was in the pods, it was very gentleman-like. Mm. You know, it wasn't completely femme, but you could tell this was a man that likes to take care of himself. Back in the day, we would have called it metrosexual. I really hate that term, mm. but you know what I mean. Like this is a guy that like likes to dress nice mm. and T- he's, in touch with he's his emotions. Well groomed, you know, like stuff like that. Mm. And so I thought, cool, like you know, this is a guy like that. And then all of a sudden, like start turning into this Atlanta rapper type personality. Yeah, you can call me dead like what yeah you mad you weren't like that in the pod so what's going on and i was like mm, you're i don't know what it is but you're uncomfortable mm. you're you like that's some there's some self-hate going and on and that's there. why i was like i don't like this guy because it's so inconsistent and i was just like regardless of whether mm-hmm. or not you are queer or identify as queer pan whatever 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 you seem so inconsistent and i know you know it's hard it must have been hard for him to receive all that criticism going through the show but you went on the show so let's talk about it it's a tv show what i don't like about him i have to say though because at first i felt like you know he was kind of i mean i said to you off this podcast that i felt like there was an idea of him kind of acting like he's leaving the fact that he used to date men in the past mm, like leaving his queen delivered is what i used to call it you know the guy that's like says i'm delivered like i'm not gay no more like <laughs> i thought he was giving those kind of teas when he was talking to diamond but i have to say like in the reunion he says fluid people so yeah. he's claiming so, it. yeah he did so i have, he did, to, I have yeah. to go back on yeah. that he cl- he's claiming it yeah. so what i don't like is he, the proper victim thing that he was doing oh my when God. he was barling yeah and i have to say when i first saw the trailer like where he was barling i got vexed but then i saw the whole cut and i thought okay it's a bit different he does a, he did a apologize mm. i'm i don't get why this i just feel like the guy's a bit narcissistic because like you're bare crying to try and get the sympathy you're doing the whole uh, grandiose gesture of, of going on your knee and proposing to her to apologize why Ooh. are you doing but that then, but she then, was but so uncomfortable you could see in her that's face what I'm saying. but then ask, but then even after because essentially um at the reunion he yeah as you said goes on his knee um, presents the same ring as ring. an apology, as at the same ring that fuck a that, ring, that, fuck, fuck a ring, <laughs> where he threw that ring in the pool. Did you get it? And he got it back, but I was a bit like, did you get that back? Or? No, you didn't. How the you, runner got it back. Yeah, because the runner got it back because you didn't even pay for the it. The runner bitch. got it back. The production, the production. You know the production uh, assistant that's getting the teas. They were like, Guan, Guan, go get it. Guan, go get it. What? Like, I can't swim. <laughs> But the thing is, he gets on his knee and almost like, and it's like- She looks so scared. She looks so scared. Because she doesn't know what to do. Because at that stage, it's like, she's like, you know, they're they're good. They've spoken. They've spoken in between that time. But my thing is, then he goes, oh, you need to put it on. I'm like- I don't like him. No. And also you doing it like that is the same way where men or women, because I have to say, or or whatever gender, Mm. non-binary, propose publicly- and it kind of puts this pressure on the partner, especially if you haven't had that conversation beforehand about marriage or public engagements. So it's that same vein of him publicly doing that. It's obviously, it's already public because it's on camera, but him doing the knee and he's got all your fellow castmates there, that's mm. putting a pressure on her to actually accept the apology. She doesn't have to. She said she already had, but to do that to her, once mm. again, I think is just manipulative tactic to, 
I don't know what it's to almost essentially. I don't know shift. what it's achieving. It's almost. I mean, to me, because you still don't look good. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like it to me, it looked like he was almost trying to like work his way to kind of like being with her again. And I was just I like, no. I, I I just love the fact that before that even like before the whole proposal thing even happened, essentially she said, "Listen, like, because the the hosts, which who are so irrelevant, Jarin. the hosts are so irrelevant, and you forget Why? that they're even I in the show. They were a thing. That's what I'm saying. You're like, you're like, they were at oh the beginning. yeah, you guys are here." Like, okay. And they're both jarring and they're both married and have no flavor. Like, we didn't actually need that. We could have, nah, do you know what? You could have just got a host for the end. You could have got the one that does love and hip hop and had her on it. The 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 the, the black the black lady that um that does it, that's fucking gorgeous. Like, but she's low key, don't fuck with her. Cause someone called out her name on one of the reunions on love and hip hop and she had to step up. You know, when you're the host and you're like, you're supposed to be like, yeah guys. She was like, hold on a second. Cause that's what we not gonna do. And I'm like, that's it. Don't let them try you. Have her on there. But to be honest with you, though, I have to say, like, I think the cast aren't like that either. Yeah, no, so the you show wouldn't wasn't, have got that kind of. The show wasn't. You wouldn't like have that. got that kind of um, reunion mm. because the biggest drama was what my girl Amber trying to check Jessica, and that wasn't that much it, of a check. It felt. It felt like because she didn't really come back with it, but no, because Jessica was just like, ah, oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> but just to finish off that point, my girl says essentially, you disrespecting me, calling me a bitch. Did it. My wig has been slipping. <laughs> Sorry, I have to catch myself with that one. Been your slipping. Wig, your wig been slipping since. Been slipping. Day since, one. <laughs> since episode one. But no, like, I love the fact that she was like, listen, we're cool. We're good. But you disrespected me. And I'm just thinking for a conversation that was, and she was all about open communication from the get go. She wanted to have that conversation. Yeah. So this is why I was like, you know what? You're a, nah, you, like I can fuck with you because she wanted to talk about this, talk yeah. about this. And you didn't, I mean, obviously you're in a hurt place, but the thing is, my thing is in terms of communications, you might be a hurt. You might be queer. I'm not going to have your side just because you are queer. You need to have better communication and not be in your so in your feelings when someone wants to have a discussion. I know it's about you, but at the same time, you need to like you called her a bitch, and it, and bitches like you. Yeah, because he didn't directly call her a bitch, and no. he made it clear to make it because he said I indirectly. Directly. He made it clear to to say that he indirectly called her a bitch because he did indirectly call mm. her a bitch. But even you saying that, it's like it's, it's like, the same sentiment. It's the same. Bitches it's the same. like you. Why would you say that? Like, there was no need to warrant that. And mm. what that's meant, actually, to be honest, what that's meant is she's gotten a lot of. Uh, people telling her she's homophobic. Yeah, and, and which I don't believe. And she's biphobic, and she's all these things, and you know, like I don't believe. I just think that because these times there, she would. I mean, it's, I think because essentially because when she walks away, she says, "Oh, you know, wait, uh, whatever to the next dick boy." But that's or, for her. But for me, it was almost like that was almost like in retaliation. To, I thought she was saying that about herself, though. Oh. I, 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 I don't she, know. I'm, maybe I misconstrued it. I actually interpreted that as she's saying something like, I'm on to the next dick boy. Oh, okay. I thought she was, I first thought it was like a homophobic line. Mm. When I saw that, because I read it, I watched it with subtitles. Right. And when I saw what was said, it still could be that she was saying it about him, but I thought she was saying it about her. I don't know though. I don't know. Mm. I could be wrong. So I'm not going to sit mm. there and, f and say that with my chest. But I just think communication on her side was a lot better than him. I just well, feel yeah. like she wanted to talk about it. I just feel like at the end of the day, yeah, regardless of whether you've made up, it's happened. That person disrespected you and that's how it's going. Like, that's how that person communicates. I'm not fucking with you if that's how you communicate. Regardless of whether or not I've, I've forgiven you, I've forgiven you now, cool. But we don't need to go to that, that, into, no. back into that place. That's why when you presented the ring, I was like, no, because you you're the type of man that will take 
an inch, which is the apology mm-hmm. and the and the reconciliation, and run with it and be like, well, we're all good now. So why? What's the problem, yeah. Naji? And the thing is, if she said no, nah, I'm not accepting it. Then all of a sudden, once again, it's like I wouldn't have seen her this way, but it's that fear is that oh, I'm the bitch again. Mm. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of like you've backed her into a corner with that. Mm. I'm not fucking with that, to be honest. I didn't mm. fuck with that. Didn't fuck with the crying. Didn't fuck with the apology. Yeah, you've, you've been through shit. It's hard. Yeah. That must be hard. Like, cool. but the way you conducted yourself and the way you conducted yourself with her was wrong. Exactly. Was wrong. You disrespected and her. And even the fucking like I said, even the apology with the ring. You, I don't fuck with your personality type. Yeah, I'm sorry. Same, same. I'm sorry, mate. Bitch, on a, on a smaller level, you are cancelled. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Semi-cancelled. But yeah, what about the, just before we go off, like, what about the other stuff like Amber? You shysty. <laughs> you shysty. I didn't even know that Bitch, was a thing. Bitch, you shysty. I didn't even know that was a <laughs> what, thing. What, shysty? I did not know that nah, was a thing. No, it's an American thing. You shysty. Like, so the whole time, what was her name? The um, um, Jessica. Barnett. Barnett. <laughs> she, she had designs on Gal's man from time. She did. She and did. she made it, then randomly was like, you thought I liked you, went to Barnet, yeah. when they had a DMC. Yeah. You thought I liked you? Oh, no. Like, and I'm like, bitch, you were talking about him every time you talked about your man not fitting up to your standards, you talked about Barnet. So you were just not aware I of think yourself. she was embarrassed. I think she yeah. was aware. I think she was embarrassed. Yeah. And I think like, you like someone, you got rejected and you've got to now sit in a room and watch them kiss up, kiss up with next girl that you were in a yard with. I'm not excusing her behavior because she's messy. Yeah? She's messy. Now, I'm going to come to her defense. I actually am going to come to her defense here because obviously like she's jarring. (laughs) She's messy. I actually found her mad jarring. Her voice is jarring. But I think she's not, and I've said this to you before, she's not a bad person. And so with all these tweets, right? First of all, as she said, to have to watch yourself back and be like, right, I was doing the most and drunk all the time. Drunk. That's embarrassing. Drunk. The way I was acting, I fed my dog wine. Like, <laughs> that's it. And drank it after. That's embarrassing to see yourself that. Number two, to have tweets and, and IG messages and all that stuff kind of chatting mm. shit about you as well, making memes. That's hard as well. And for all that, for simply because she just was acting a bit stupid on a show. Mm. We act dumb all the time. We mm. act stupid all the time, but we don't have cameras following us. And so it's not like she's a villain. Like, you know, other reality shows where people pump down people and, and start fighting and, mm. and make people's nose bloody. She didn't do any of that. She mm. kind of just acted a bit foolish. And so I do feel a bit bad for her with all the stuff she's getting, you know? Yes. And she seems very lonely because, I mean, yeah, because she walked she's up the sl- aisle by herself. She had no parents that walked her That's up the, the aisle. That's the weird thing because when you watch the episode, she, when they meet the family, and this is where I the same thing about like, Cameron, but when we ended up seeing Cameron's family, so that's like, so oh. her, Yeah, we saw his mom. Yeah, that's when I was like, oh, okay, he's not like a serial murderer. Because <laughs> high key, he seemed a bit too perfect. Yeah. And, I, and I'm just like, okay, cute, big dick, good job. At, because she does mention she it. Did like, that's not, she yeah, did say. She did say. She did say. like it. But we didn't see any of his family until the end. But we didn't see any of her family. And I'm just like, you are like alone. She like, did mention she had big family house, issues. the success. I'm just like, that's sad. Like that genuinely... She did mention she had family issues. She mentioned something about like, her dad leaving the mom when she got, when, oh, yeah, got divorced. You know, all of that stuff. Yeah. Like, and to see her walk up the aisle by herself, it generally made me actually quite sad for her because mm. I'm like, you walked up the aisle by yourself. Like, you, them, them girlfriends that you had in the, in the wedding, that must be so embarrassing for her. I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. You're <sighs> supposed to ride for me. Bro. But these are there. Did you really, like, when I went, when she was on the lunch with them girls, and she, they were like, oh, that's okay. Like, when they found out that, um, that he was 24, the, the the boyfriend was 24. They were like, oh, that's okay, that's hot. I'm just like, you they guys, ain't your friends. You ain't your friends. They, they ain't your, your friends. friends. They are not your, your friends. Your friends said, I'm not going on that damn show. 
So you had to find some couple actresses to mm. come on the show. But yeah, like like I said, like I'm gonna have to come to her defense a little bit and just see she didn't kill no one. So yeah, she decided to go mm. on the show, but I do feel a bit bad. But my girl was going after some guys, yeah. uh, some some girls, man, and she could have been honest. She yeah. like, like just as the girl said, you could have been like, yo. I'm going to be real. I'm going to have to just be transparent with you. When feelings just don't go away. This is a very short period of time. Mm. I connected with him. It's low-key a bit hard for me. So I might just have to like, we might just have to be on the other sides of the room. Yeah. I'd rather you guys not come talk to me because it's actually quite hard. If it was something like that, it wouldn't be an issue. But mm. as she said, you were smiling up in my face. You were saying, are you sure? That's the part that's fucked. That exactly. Because that's stuff like that's manipulative. Oh my God. That part was so, it was just so fucked because it's, yeah. it's like, you're making it seem like you have my side, even though yeah. technically you've been rejected at yeah. that stage. And then you're almost you know, vindictively, vindictively trying to break them mm-hmm. up, like on both sides. So you were, whether or not you're aware, or whether or not you're not aware, because now you're you are aware, and you can't you can't hide from it because you've seen how you've acted on the show, and now the the the, the, the other girl knows how you acted. Yeah. So it's all out in the open. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't like Amber though. I'm sorry. So that's the no, problem. No, I don't either. And that's the problem. So when I she was cussing, either. I was like, "But you're annoying. Yeah. You're mad jarring, and you think I'm protective. And you think like you're like when you came in with this big big energy, like yeah, I'm this, I'm that, but you're in twenty grand debt. You ain't got a pot to piss in. Yeah. Like. You ain't shit. Like you're actually. You know and these I mean? times that you got all the things to say about how my Everybody man, my yard. man should have done his bed. Mm. I'm like, well, what bed are you bed. sleeping in? And then when he came to your yard, he's like, boy, I was nervous, but damn, like she, she got work done. She's, she's. You can see she's enjoying that Barnett money allegedly. Mm. Like she's blonde now, her face looks different. Like I don't know if that's relationship weight or if that's new tits, but she looked good. Mm-mm. She looked good with the tea at the end at the mm. reunion, but I just find her jarring. I also find Same. her jarring. So when she's reading her, Loki was funny, but it's like your personality is not likable either. Mm. Like you fucking, it might seem a bit entitled for someone that ain't got much. Like you're yes. in twenty grand debt, but you're like, but I'm gonna be a stay at home mum do. Yeah. It almost feels like this is when she was like nervous about him, whether or not when Barnett was having cold feet. I'm like, are you nervous for the love or are you nervous for your back? She's nervous because she ain't got a yard <laughs> after the show's done. Literally. She ain't got a yard. Allegedly. <laughs> You know, he's an enge- you know he's an engineer, so like she's yes, like consistent income. Yeah, she picked well. That's what I'm saying. And so I did mean, so did Mark. <laughs> I mean, but did he? But oh well, God. Mark tried to pick well. She got money too. Mark was, Mark's living with his mates. Mark is really good looking, but Mark's just, really good looking, but his fucking I like his, poor judgment. His, his naive naivety makes him unattractive. To me. Yes, every time he was like, unattractive. When he was like, oh, you want kids? Like at 24, I'm like, he's like, yeah, I'm not. That doesn't. I'm like, you. He looks needy as fuck. Agreeable. I'm sorry, yeah. hyper agreeable and needy as fuck. I'm so sorry. Like he looks really sweet, quite attractive. And to be honest, everyone was going on about his height. I really want to know how tall he actually is because he didn't seem that short to me. Mm. He seemed like a short king. He's short king. Mm. He didn't seem that short. Like if he's a cute five seven five eight, can do, mm. can do with that. That's right. That's something. I don't know why people make such a big deal when guys are like that short. Like even shorter than that. I don't. I personally don't think it's that big of a deal. I used to. My mum. My mum mm. always. Sharp men, you but know? it's that whole like it's that whole idea of like if they're taller than you, then it's like the whole dominant um, submissive like power oh. structure of a straight relationship. But Certain these people need to get with some short men because mm, they, they be doing it. They, they put in more work. Literally, they it's like they. <laughs> Sometimes, oh, I mean, you know, because we're, <laughs> we're not gonna go into that one. We'll just quickly go over what, what was their name. I don't even remember their names. Which ones? Kenny and the Kenny uh, and the other gal. Kenny and Kenny and Kenny and Kelly. She's a joke. Kenny is a buff. Kenny, well, which, okay, which a, one we're talking about? Kenny and Kelly were the boring couple. We're not talking the about- The one that we didn't even see. Yeah, like, Kenny yeah. and Kelly. Kenny's got big dick energy. Let me tell you Thank this. you. He might not have a big dick, I don't know, but he's got but big dick energy. He looks like he would please you. Because he came at the wedding after he got stood up like, hey everyone, boom, this is the thing, yeah? She ran off, but we're still here, innit? 
So my G's, I fuck with everyone. Obviously, I'm transcribing it, but mm. for South London talk. But he was like, you know, he stood and gave a speech. He didn't just walk out. He was like, all right, cool. Yeah, he- Nice. Give him his actor Food. badge. And then he did. Then he did a Black China. Cut the cameras. Dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> he, did a, he did a cut the cameras. When he went to the back, he's like, cut the cameras. Like, actually turn off the cameras. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. I love that. That was weirdly he gave hot. Me, I was like, ooh. Like, cut the cameras. Like, and let's see what I got. What? Yeah. And then when he came back to the reunion, my guy was like... I'm with a new ting. Yes. I don't regret that but- <laughs> ting. That dead ting next to me. She looking like a clown. She literally was just like, she had a whole emotional breakdown over basically. <laughs> straight face jaw. like, Pension bitch. No, but like, I think he's a real, ge- like, I hate this term. I hate this term. Filled with heteronormativity, but mm. he was a real gentleman. And I think he was very considerate of her feelings. But at the same time, yeah. he was, he was, he was shafted in that situation. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's an experiment that didn't work out. Yeah. But he was very patient and he, I think he kind of, you know, I think when he said that he learned from his mistakes, I'm like, did you make mistakes? But I think he kind of was just, I think his mistake was essentially just, you know, being okay with what was going on and not, yeah. you know, not wanting things for himself. So I think in this new situation that he's in with his new ting, he's like, I deserve this and I'm going to get it. And you're sitting over there single and upset. However, I do feel for her, but at the same time, I was like, nah. And got with a mate that turned up at the wedding. Oh my God. Which means low key. Oh yeah, she got with the the friend. Yeah, she's not still uh, with them, but like. Nah, but. mm, uh, You know what? Moving on from her. Because to be honest, they're mad boring. Telemundo gal. Telemundo. Janina. Give her 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 fucking award. She needs a Telemundo back. She needs her telenovela bag. She remembered so many, like, like I'm pretty sure those were pre-scripted because I'm just like- From the ju- from the get-go, this bitch was giving me, and to the point where at the beginning, I was like, this is cringe. Like, then I was like, nah, no. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. You want the telenovela bag. You're bilingual, so you can get the English bag and the Spanish bag, right? So, you know, thinking about multiple streams mm. of income. She's like, what I want you to do, this is from episode one, what I want you to do, I want you to stand up and I'm going to propose to you. I was like, what is going on? Like, what's wrong with mm. her? Have you ever noticed that when you say you really enjoyed the sex, that I never say it back? Oh like, my God. I'm just like... And these times they're like, they were in two different rooms. So she knew what she was doing. She yeah. knew what she... They were standing in two different rooms and having that conversation. I was like, this... Give, give this queen... And at the end, when she's running, <laughs> when the camera's following her, she's running with the dress. I thought, bitch, run. And she tore her dress. Bitch, but what run. was confusing is when they, she had the argument, she was like, I t- well, how did she, I forgot what she said at the end, but she was like pushing him. And I'm like, give her, just give her she, an she award. She pulled the chairs, like, let's talk. Let, she pulled let, the chairs. That she is put, it. Let, let's talk. talk. <laughs> and then she and rips just the like, dress and goes, take your ribbon back. <laughs> I was like, give the bitch her but bag. But what was confusing about that scene is that why was her dress clean in that they scene? They cut that multiple times because there was a shot where when she was running outside, <laughs> there was a stain on the dress. That's what I'm saying. Why was it clean afterwards? And then there was a shot after, obviously we know why. Let's yeah, let me suspend, suspend my disbelief, all right? Let I was me. looking for that stain. I was like, mm. but anyway. And her mom was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like the mom wanted the bag too. The <laughs> He's like, like, get you, me on that you, series. You should have said no, and then it would have been all right. But you didn't. You said yes. I'm like, you just explain what happened there. You just wanted to. <laughs> we needed our, you know, we needed our recap. We needed a recap. <laughs> But of what just happened. Literally. I love that she ran. I, and, the I ca- love and, the, and the cameraman is But these times there, I thought she said no. In the trailer, because you think that, that that person is the person that says no. And it turns out- Because he thought she was going to. 
he thought she was going to. Apparently mm. they agreed to, but I thought the bitch said, no, I'm going to get my bag. We're not going to both say no and then gracefully walk up together. I'm going to have my ah, running in the rain mm. moment. Mm. I'm having my telenovela moment. She used it well. And they're still together, which is interesting. Yeah, I like them together. I think they just need more time. And I think she is, as you she, said- She needs to be off camera. <laughs> she needs to be off with camera. With her relationship. With her relationship. Because I want to see her in the next Pretty Little Liars, the next fucking- What's that show on? What's that show on Netflix that's with the, the uh, with the kids and the Spanish kids? It's elite, but that's elite. Spain. But Spain. It's fine, she could get on that. She, she needs to get, get on, on that. that too. Elite, Casa de Papel, all of them. Last but not least, and let's wrap it up with them. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Interracial couple. Interracial. Oh, white black. Oh I've my, never been with a white But she guy. did. But the thing is, in the reunion, she actually acknowledged it and was like, "Y'all kept saying that." Like, she, yeah, because she, she knows. She, she knows, knows it's that, jarring. Yeah, because she because it was them who did that. And it she was, said it on Twitter. Yeah, she said they edited it to the point where it made it look like she was saying it all the time. When exactly. She did say it, but every time she said it, it made it, it literally into the car. and because that's it, their storyline. Because oh to be honest, so if you take that out, they're just good-looking people. Exactly. Not and much. They didn't really perform well on camera. No, like they, they look quirky, but they didn't really look. Very... It's just because they're hot. Yeah, they're both attractive. Yeah, and he has huge dick energy. Literally. And Oof. did you see at the reunion? Did you see when two of the guys were like, "Oh, who were they most drawn to?" And then two guys said, "Lauren." And, and they the start, way and the way he, he the way he turned his ne- he didn't even turn his head. He was it looking was like... straight, but then you see his hand. You see his hand on her like that's mine. I don't like that. Though. Yeah. That's the only thing I will say. I don't yeah. really like that. But they were going in about how much they like Lauren. Like the guy at the top was like, yeah, we did um, Star Wars voices and we we were talking. But when he spoke, when that guy spoke, I was like, you're boring. Like there's something about him. Like what was his name? <laughs> remember his name the ginger one I can he, never, yeah. with, with the with the Telemundo girl with Giannina with, with G- and, and Gianni Giannina and uh, I don't know his name either I way I generally don't know his name so boring yeah so boring like he gives me military like so boring yeah yeah but everyone was on Jenny Jenny Jen- not Jenny sorry um, <laughs> what's her name Lauren Lauren <laughs> I'm sorry I remember nobody's names and I'm not ashamed Fair I'm enough, not ashamed because you have me when, for. when you give me that trash um, reunion. Yeah. And there was where, no audience. I needed an audience to be like, ooh, ah, what? Like, I needed that. To be honest, it needed an audience. It, but, and and it get them Jam, Nick, and whatever her name, Leche, off my screen. Oh, trash. Dry. But yeah. Love the fact that they came together. I do think that they actually, I think the the the, the father of Lauren was beautiful. I, I loved him. <laughs> I do think they kind of really hyped up the fact that he, they made they him seem to like, make look like he was a racist. And he, he was made like, him seem like, like, he was like, he hates white people. I'm like, my, take away the music, take away the fast cutting. My guy just said, listen, she's a black gal and you're you know a white that, right? man. You know that, right? And he's like, yeah. Exactly. And it's like, and these times that you, like when he, when it comes down to it, that was just a father who had not met the man that she's he's about she's about that to marry. That she was about to marry within a week. Exactly. So, so anyway, uh, you know, understandable. But they made him seem like this big racist. And then afterwards, she bring it to him, and he was like, "All right, you, you yeah." Worked, worked my mum was crying at the wedding. In, he works in AI. Yeah, yeah. Like, my daughter's gonna be good. And, so. and she's getting a house. Good. She, do you know what? She had her own, but she came out on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She came out on top, but I'm steady. Just annoyed at the whole like reunion but then also equally annoyed at how much they pushed that interracial thing because that felt felt like the literally the glue that yeah. hold held that show together yeah yeah they're gonna get their interracial bag on their youtube channel they're gonna get their jamie and nikki bag oh my Even god though, you know jamie and nikki aren't together anymore someone needs to take the spot oh, of the interracial yeah. um queens and it's them two king and queen well yeah oh my god i just i 
Oof, no. Anyway, yeah. I'm glad it's done. I'm not watching it again. <laughs> um, I'm waiting for Terrace House for the next season. That'll mm. be th- mm. next season. It finishes. It's going to be finishing later this year. It's yeah, for the Olympics. They're staying around for the Olympics. Oh, okay. Well, so I'm going to wait till that. It's going to be long for a while because that's the next show. But anyway. Yeah. Moving on from that. Damn. Jesus, like <laughs> I had to unpack that. But do you know what I mean? Like it. It was. It was iconic, but it was trash at the same time. Yeah, it's trash iconic. Can be both. Moving on to health and wellness. Yeah. We have a story. Well, it's it's a story and also an assumption that is sweeping people's minds, specifically people of color, specifically black people. Specifically African descent. Is um, that yeah. the idea that black Africans cannot get coronavirus? Or if they do get it, they can just naturally expel it from their system. Um, it seems to be the thing. So... I work for a news company. I won't say which one. We got, so basically, I work in the Africa department of this news company and someone came and said, yeah, like one of the news stories at the moment we're dealing with, um, we have a whole department in our in our company for fake news, trying to tackle it. And he basically was like, yeah, there's a lot of fake news going around about Africans being immune to the coronavirus or Africans being able to kind of like have genetic superiority so that they're not affected like everybody else with the coronavirus. And... I remember hearing that and I was just like, ah, yeah, you know, that, 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 that stuff happens because I've got black family who mm. send me that stuff on WhatsApp. And then I go... To and it's always that hotep. Oh, it's just mixing with hotep Hotepery and, and, and conspiracy theories. And then when I like leave the office, I get told it by someone else mm. that I know and they got told it by someone. And I was just like, where'd you hear that from? Oh, they told me. And I'm like, did you fact check that? Oh, but um, it's not true. But I... I guess hearing it from someone else the same day I was it's, told it was a thing mm. made me go and check and it's a whole thing. Like and it was there shocking. are a lot of people that don't think that black people can get the coronavirus. Now, admittedly, there are less cases in, in especially sub-Saharan Africa, although they're growing now, those cases. Mm. But just to kind of like clear the air, can you still wash your hands, please? Because we can still get High it. High key. Just don't, don't, please, please. Wash your hands, you dirty pig. <laughs> Did he say it like that? Because I don't watch the show. He, I just he, see it written. Dirty <laughs> pig. In sex education, he does. He said it in an accent he like that? Dirty pig. Is he African in the show? Yes. Oh. Um, dirty. Dirty. <laughs> but no, like honestly, and I think it speaks to, I think that the, that just that story speaks to a louder truth or bigger truth uh, of yeah. like how, you know, people within specifically, I don't want to say the black community because it's really not a community. It's there you go. the black experience, but within black spaces or groups of black people mm. or, you know, communities, essentially smaller communities that big up make the whole, because I just want to preface that. Um, there always is this kind of, uh, this this underlying, not underlying message, but messages that people keep putting out of, you know, don't believe the Western doctors and don't believe these people, don't believe the white people because they're trying to push this narrative of, of health on us. Don't get me wrong. The health industry has, you know, there has been, there's history with when it comes to, when it comes to illnesses and things like that and there being systematic racism. That is legitimate, but not every case should be met with a sweeping judgment that white people are out to get you. Because um, it only is to your detriment. It's not even about white exactly. people at this point. Like take them out of the equation. You're, it's to your detriment that if you don't take certain things seriously, like it's not even about them, like not think, thinking whether it's them out to get us or not. Like 
if you don't protect, like take precautions, um, the necessary precautions for coronavirus, and if you're someone with a compromised immune system and you're of African origin, you are not you're fucking yourself over. Literally. It's not really about them at that point. Um, so it's frustrating, and that goes for other diseases, and also it kind of creates stigma for people that have said disease. Literally, that either you're weaker Africans or it's your fault somehow because you were you know adopting the European stuff and you didn't do it properly. Didn't which eat. is which is nonsense, and this is why this stuff can you know keeps continuing because essentially we keep almost basically believing the ne- the person next to us as if they're like, you know, the, the pastor, the chief. And it's almost like we're believing this weird type of gospel yeah. that keeps being passed around with no fact-checking, no, no, no one's doing their own individual research to go, actually, that's not actually true. Actually, if we just washed our hands, actually, you know, it does affect people that have, you know, a really bad um, immune system. That stuff used to get drilled into me, Ugh. like early age. I had family members that were telling me, see, you know, because because we don't eat because you don't eat proper food because we're in the because we're in England you know eating crap that's why we're getting all sick and that and don't get me wrong diet has a big factor into like your immune health mm. and all these things but it just puts a lot of guilt on the people with said disease stuff like this stuff like mm. oh black people can't get the coronavirus Africans can't so if someone does it's almost like there's something wrong with you yeah to me that's a wider conversation of like making it difficult for us um, as people of African descent from no matter where you're from to have conversations about mm. illness it's, it's actually speaks to a larger thing but just to be clear like I'm not gonna sit here and act like I have all the information for COVID-19 which is the name of this particular coronavirus because mm. it's a type of coronavirus but we'll call it that for now just because you know for yeah. clarity but you can get it anyone can right mm. so where this fake news stemmed from was there was a senegalese student in china who caught the coronavirus while he was there i think he was in wuhan i am not exactly sure there's a picture of him with a thumbs up with two like chinese nurses or doctors whatever and so what the actual story is that he caught coronavirus he's a young man so he's got he's quite fit they gave him the necessary treatment and then he was cured simple mm. story now that picture got taken by a lot of African social media type news sources and they took it and said, this guy caught coronavirus, but because he has genetic superiority as an African, he was able to just dispel it and get better naturally himself. That is not what happened. And it, it basically was like Chinese doctors confirmed that Africans have genetic like, you know, ability to be immune to coronavirus or something like that. And that got spread around and that got spread all over social to the point where I even see it in small things from people I know, like, see, melanin works, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. And that's not the case. It's, it's not true. It's not true. Um, there are now cases that are growing in, in sub-Saharan Africa of coronavirus. Literally was a case today in South Africa. Senegal got a couple cases. So it's happening so just, and it's just, real. Just, it's happening. Just wash your damn hands. And part of the other reason people were saying is like, actually African countries are actually being better prepared for this. So when people are coming into the country and leaving, they're actually being uh, more vigilant than mm. the UK. Someone that, you know, obviously I can't cooperate with this, but he's a lawyer. He goes to both the UK and Nigeria and he says Nigeria is way better prepared than the UK is. They're way better. I just had a co-worker come back from Kenya said the same thing about Kenya. So that could also be the reason, potentially. But, but do you think that's because of the illnesses that are already there? I think it's because of outbreak, infrastructure. Ebola. I think, yeah, exactly. it's, I think it's because of that. I think they had that, like, it, that was more West Africa, especially, though. Mm. And they're just like, yo, for outbreak, we got to be on our shit. Literally. And I so think people assume, Africa, they don't know what they're doing. You know, there's a kind of this um, patronizing sort of viewpoint of sub-Saharan African countries when mm. actually some of them know what they're doing. I'm not going to say all, because I don't know all of them, but mm. 
places like Nigeria, apparently, according to this guy, way better prepared than we are. I mean, we... We think we, we're so amazing. We haven't had a, an outbreak since... Was it swine flu? Was our last one? Ebola was after swine flu, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. I mean, we'll fact check in the next one. Yeah, there you go. See, <laughs> I don't want to be spreading fake inf- uh, false information myself, so, so don't, yeah. ta- don't take what I just said there <laughs> properly. Exactly. So then Google that yourself, or not even just Google, but just, you know, cross-reference with different platforms. Don't take things from one source. And if it's coming from WhatsApp, it probably isn't true. Oh my I'm going to be real. If, if it's, it's coming, coming from, from WhatsApp, WhatsApp, and it's a screenshot. And from it's been s- screenshotted 500 times, it, it starts please, to get pixelated. just Google it quickly. Oh my Tutus. God. Just quickly Google it. Yeah. Yeah. So this week's Who Should Be Cancelled is I'm giving it to Tinder. So it's more of a what should be cancelled. Yeah, so it's more of a what should be cancelled because honestly, like after cancel obviously- Cancel the whole team. I'll just cancel, cancel the, the whole, whole tech app. team. Whole yeah. tech team, whole app, CEO and, and investors alike because your app is trash. So just Tinder or all of them? You know what? It's gonna span out um, to all of them because I think they all, I think a lot of apps essentially do the same thing in the way they kind of profit off of- um, they profit off of like the whole idea of like relationships and romance and just that whole kind of like experience in life and don't, it's almost like they hinder romance because I feel like, I mean, obviously because I deleted the apps because of, um, of patterns and stuff like that. But one thing I did realize when I was on these apps is that, you know, they'd kind of, it's almost like a gambling game in a weird kind of way in the way that you go on these apps, you set up your profile, cool, 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 cool. Um, and I'm not even talking about the experiences of, of like trash people, not even talking about that. I'm talking about how the app is genuinely run. So now when I'm on the app, I'm swiping, I'm swiping, I'm swiping, right? And I've got 99 plus ma- uh, people that have liked me, but I'm only, uh, when I'm swiping right on people, why is it all of them are like not matches? Cool, that's fine. I don't mind if people don't like me. That's genuinely okay. But it's almost like when I go away, I walk away from the app for a bit. And then it's like, suddenly it's like, you've got matches. And then I come back and now all the the top, all the people that are you first see when you open up the, uh, the app again, they're all the people that swiped right on you. All the people that are matches. So then you get six matches in one go. So you're swiping, 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 all of them are matches. And you're like, mm. so where were these people mm-hmm. when, when, when I was swiping through hundreds of people and then I ran out of swipes? Where were they? Because these times that I, I did a few swipes. I did a few swipes. I did a few swipes right. I did a few swipes left. I don't like everybody. I just feel as though originally, maybe because I mean, apparently they've had 20,000 cases of of um, people actually have, you know, Tinder marriages. Cool, good for you. But how many of them were recent? Because I I mean, obviously I, I can't, I can't fact Worldwide. check that. I, that and how many people are on the app? That's not that, okay. It's been apparently very successful. But I just feel like, and it's just, it's those small things, that and the recent update of, um, cause I, I mean, it's been a while since like, you know, with the first, the first Tinder, you know, version and the newest version essentially has this like feature where essentially like you have matches of the day similar to like, cause I've used all the apps, it's like I've used all the apps similar to like Plenty of Fish, I think it is, um, where you have matches of the day and essentially like these are really attractive guys. And this is one of the things I'm going to speak about is essentially all of the guys, obviously for me it's guys, but all the people on the matches of the day, you can match one person and it's almost like, it's not a super like, it's just like a select list of like, almost like verified like plat people on the actual Tinder app, which the fact that you're getting verified on Tinder is ridiculous to me because I don't even understand how that even works. But you know what? I'm not paying for it. I'm, I got the free thing, right? My thing is, why is it all these people are attracted, mad attracted? Like I'm talking, 
like you can you know you can have your own level of attraction but everyone here has a six pack everyone here is super attractive and you know what that's fine it doesn't make me insecure it's more just like no you this seems like you guys know what these people look like this seems like they almost seem like plants because every time you like these people you know i think once once i've matched with one of these people and i'm not trying to say that you know my experience should govern for everyone else's because Heike, i want to know if anybody is matching with those people that are on the matches of the day list thing um but it just the more and more it gets elaborate in this case of like you've got the matches of the day and then you've got the super likes and then you've got the whole the fact that if you miss someone you have to pay to kind of like go back and like swipe right on them and it's like when these times there bumble was doing was gave you like three try agains for free and would reset every week or every day i'm not sure but it allowed you to do that and that's why i just feel like tinder especially needs to be cancelled because i just feel like it's really trying to kind of like profit off of off of love and affection between people that you know especially especially queer people that it's hard to actually find queer people mm. in real life and like out and about because we're so spurs uh, spurs out and stuff like that obviously i'm speaking to my own experience but i just feel as though tinder when people talk about tinder i just it makes me think it's like, I mean, it's a corporation at the end of the day and it's trying to make money. So I understand that part, but I just, for me, it's canceled. It's just like socials, it's, 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 it thrives off of the, like it's like other social platforms where it thrives off the dopamine. And it knows that, it knows when to give you those dopamine shots, you know, with the likes, with the matches um, that you usually get when you just join the app and it's really early on. Then they withdraw it from you. So it makes mm. you a fiend for it. It makes mm. you like, mm, I want to swipe more. I want to get more. And then you go, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, then you put the app down. Then it's like, oh, I know you want that dopamine. And then it Literally. pulls you back. And for me, I'm not on the dating apps anymore. Like, I especially have something against Tinder, so I'm no, I have no problem cancelling it. Like, I don't like the app personally. I, 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 it's just different. Pers- like, a lot of the apps work in a similar way, and you can still get fuckery people on mm. all of them, but there's something about Tinder especially to me that just doesn't work for me. Mm. I've met a lot of people on there, but it didn't really work like that well. But I deleted that probably two years ago um and i was still on other apps but that one i vowed i'm like i'm never downloading that one again specifically tinder i'm not downloading that again i had bumble hinge those two those were were okay i mean hinge was all right i never met anyone off of hinge Mm. i almost met someone off of hinge and then they ghosted and then bumble you know bumble's all right but what i noticed tinder does this hinge does this bumble i don't think does this but i deleted those apps so i didn't delete my profiles but i deleted the apps right after a while i'm getting emails yeah they both did it tinder did it too you're emailing me to "Mm, jerry matched you okay but i but these times am i am i is he gonna be ready there when i want to come back but you know to email me because you know the apps delete you and you know that's the only reason why you can Mm -hmm. reach me because i don't get the notifications that's mad to me you're emailing me that's how they, they they really want you to come back. Hinge does it too. Hinge does it probably more. I still, and I've deleted Hinge maybe now almost a year ago, and I still get emails from Hinge. Plenty of fish. So I, I was on that for a hot minute because that app's trash and the, it looks disgusting. It does. But I get emails from them still to this day. Deleted it a year ago. I've tried to unsubscribe <laughs> and I've tried to f- log no, back in to delete my account and I can't. No. I can't even unsubscribe because they want you to log in to unsubscribe. Throw away the whole email. I have to block them like, <laughs> on the email. Like, imagine now, like, you've got plenty of fish, you've got a match. And it's like, I don't even have the app. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the app. But do you know what? That's what it is. It's like, 
you know, we're gonna we're gonna suck you in and you know, we're gonna beckon you in and then we're gonna rebuff you all the matches that essentially we promised you by throwing you people that we know aren't interested in you. And then we're gonna make you wait until essentially you've given up. And just when you've given up, of course, it's we'll always the way. We'll beckon you back in. And we might give you a few matches here and there. It's always the way. And I mean, like, I I would have the experience where, like, look, okay, everyone's beautiful, blah blah blah, whatever, oh whatever. Yeah. But I'm matching, and I'm like, okay, he's hot, hot, hot. You know, some are matching, some aren't. Right. So it's kind of like a different phases. You get the the phases where you're kind of seeing bare hot people, and you maybe are matching with some. So you're like, mm, okay, I'm matching with some. Then you get a phase where they're still hot people, but you're imagine none of them. And you're like, none? <laughs> what? Because you were feeling yourself before because you had a few. Mm. Then you get the stage where it's the uglies. There was a stage where it was just all the uglies. I'm like, how am I swiping? And there's all the uglies. I'm sorry, sorry if your name's Gary, but all the Garys and the Barrys, <laughs> all of them, man, yeah? I just... <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't what? Like all the fam from Bromley, bruv. Like all the Bromley boys, all there with their hair slicked up now. You know, they're a type for some people. They're not my type. So mm. I'm getting better at them. And I'm like, why am I getting so much of them? And before it felt more mixed up. Then, you know, as, as we've just, you know, we've just said, you stop using it and then all it all changes again. It's mm. just a cycle that you want you in. And also I just felt like it was fucking with my mental health. It was making Literally. me have those dopamine shots. It made me want to go back on it just to, or like if a guy in real life would piss me off, I'd want to go back Literally, on it to have that like, mm, that like control me. and I also can, yeah. the, the fact that you're attractive and the fact that, yeah. you know, you're wanted. And it's like, yeah. if all these people want me, then clearly See? I have value. And it's like, exactly. well, but also at the same time, Haiku, how many people are actually talking? Cause you can get matches. It's, it's so weird. People can match, but nobody speaks. But that's because I heard that men just match. They don't even yeah. look. Do you know what? I, I heard a lot of straight men do no, that. Yeah, no, no, no. I've seen it. Straight men just match, 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 match. They don't even look at it and then they pick the matches after. They'll unmatch if they don't like you. They you're just... wasting people's time if you're doing that. You're wasting people's time. You're wasting yeah. your own time. Mm, yeah. I mean, also for me, like I obviously left the app a while ago, so I don't know what these updates are. So mm. I I was on the app in a time where there used to be the group Tinder thing that they that, oh. that, that they did not like continue, and then I was also there when they did this uh, feed, like a news feed type thing. Why do I want to see when a man I've matched up, <laughs> updated his picture on Tinder? Because that means for he's still using the, the app or man or man or whatever man, or, or non-binary. non-binary person like. Why would I want to see that he's updated his profile? I don't want to see that. I kind of liked the mystery of not knowing if he's still chatting to gal, man, or whoever he wants to talk to. Mm. Now I've got this feet ting and I can see that, oh, wow, he, he's really still using the app. Mm. I am too, because I'm on it. But I'm <laughs> but just checking. I'm know just that. checking. But the thing <laughs> is that bad. But all the bad. apps are kind of, do you know what it is? It's because I think essentially it's, it. this is the thing, like these apps, prey on our like our insecurities like they almost prey on them and absolutely they they almost act absolutely. as if they almost act as if they when they prey on them they're acting as if they're giving you a gift same way of grinder and Aye. i'm coming for grinder go on um, go off the same way they 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 do this thing where essentially they show you how many people have viewed you a day they give you a number. Oh, they give you a number wow. and you can go view on the people and then view the people. Oh, All the people that have I looked at know. your profile. Just looked. Yeah, that just looked. And you can see them specifically. Yes, but the thing is you have to pay to see all of them. So you can only see the first one. Uh, but the thing is though, they blur the picture, but bitch, you know that you can tell who, because especially <laughs> if you've seen that person and you can, you know the, the silhouette of that person's face, you can work out who that is, who's viewed you. So if you've messaged someone, and so this is where it comes in now, if you've messaged someone, you can now see, and if you pay for it, you can now see if they viewed you and then just ignored your message 
And on the messaging situation, they can you can see it says read. They can like it's, it literally works the same way as uh, Facebook Messenger. So if someone if you message someone, and you know they and they pick it up and they, and they see it, it will say read. But if don't you don't like if you don't pay for it, you don't. It just says delivered, or it might say sent sometimes, which I don't even know still how that works. But oh. it says delivered. But the thing is, if you now go to your viewed who viewed you, how many people viewed you a day. You can see all the people that basically just ignored you. So it, it's it, it's giving you more of the thing that essentially, you know, that's making you insecure. The fact that people are, you know, that, that rejection. Don't get me wrong. Rejection is going to happen either way. People are not yeah. going to be interested in you. Absolutely. That is just going to be life. Yeah. Um, trust me, as a queer black person <laughs> on Grindr, you are used to rejection and also racial abuse. But that's a whole other different story. Now, but the thing is, I feel like, was that necessary? Maybe the read of the read messaging thing is necessary, but you're preying on an insecurity that people already have. Oh, maybe he viewed me, but you know, maybe I'm a bit too coy, I'm a bit too shy. So now if I pay this money to basically get this 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 new feature, I this person I can see if this person viewed me. You know, they maybe don't care about uh, you. They listen, don't care about us. They, don't. they just want the bank. But the, the problem I have with Grinder is that they really try and kind of push this idea that of because they, I mean, Grindr pretty much set the tone for toxic culture on, on dating apps. They really did. They really did. So, but then they tried to kind of come back with this kind of Grindr thing where they're kind of creating this community where essentially they're trying to abolish, not abolish, but like essentially cut down on all the racism that's happening on the app. I'm like, you pretty much pioneered the racism. Like your platform pioneered the, uh, the, the sexual preferences, all that crap that you have to experience as a person of color or mm. just all the, the internalized homophobia, all of that crap. On Grindr, you 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 pretty much pioneered and cultivated that, and now trying to go back. But you know what? That's just a little read for for deserve it too. for Grinder. I mean, because you're cancelled for a whole other different reasons. But Tinder specifically, because obviously that it's open to everyone. Um, you're especially cancelled because you just same same again. You pry on the insecurities that people have, and essentially stand to profit off people wanting to find a relationship. Don't get me wrong. It's not to say that you can't kind of profit off of that, but the way that you do it, it's almost like you sell us this, you sell us this idea that you're helping us, but really you're actually hindering us. You're getting in our way That's to how find they do romance. It. That's how they do it. Obviously, like they're going to capitalize off of a need and the need is people to meet each other, especially in a city like London. It's very difficult mm. to date. When I came off of Tinder, especially I deleted all apps. So I had no apps whatsoever. I eventually, after a period of time, went like, I think maybe six, seven months went back on to um, like a Bumble and Hinge, but I never went back to Tinder. Mm. But in that period of time, I was like, I would really like to try and meet people in person. I'm introverted, so it's very difficult for me, but I thought, let me see how it goes. Obviously, it's difficult to do that when, when number one at the time, I didn't have a full-time job, so I wasn't working. So that's one place where people meet, wasn't working. Um, didn't really go out that often because I couldn't afford it. Um, wasn't at school, so where do you meet people? And that's where these apps thrive. I would go to like clubs and stuff and you know you meet people and you might have really awkward and embarrassing like make out with one random guy but that's not that's not what I want and so that's why these apps work especially in places like ours like it you know it's not as popular in certain places because mm. then it might be a smaller town and people are just culturally different so they do talk to each other and stuff mm. but for London 
it's hard. We're so we're so busy. Like if we're not doing a creative project, if we're not working, you know, office hours, you know, if we're Nine not to five. if we're not at uni where you might meet someone at uni, but you might not. If or you're just an introverted person, like it's hard. And that app basically goes, look, there's a want there. I'm gonna capitalize off of it. Mm. And you know, ethically, I think it's wrong. But you know, here we are in this mm. capitalist society where I'm gonna make a bank off of people's insecurities. And to be honest, Instagram does the same. Facebook does the same. We it's all do true. the same. But but Tinder especially though, like I guess for dating, it can, it can really hurt. Like I think it can really, all of these apps can fuck you up. But mm. I think Tinder, especially I know on a personal level had me in a place mm. and I felt stupid. I didn't even want to tell people that because it's like some app, some dating app. You're, you're, you're in a funny place because of a dating app. That's embarrassing, you know? But the thing is though, Tinder's created such a monopoly on the dating game where, you know, you can walk around and any young person, because remember we grew up in the, you know, as, because I'm 24, which is still quite young. We grew up in an era where, you know, when people said that they were going to go on, online to date, we'd be like, Ugh, like that's what saddos do. You're going to get murdered. Yeah, you're going to get murdered. And that's what people who catfish, before catfish was even a thing. This is match.com. Literally. E- 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 it was all for older people that essentially were spinsters that, you know, that, that were <laughs> yeah. once married. But now it's to the stage where, you know, most people who met someone or, you know, interacted with someone, swipe them on Tinder. Most people I see that are in the queer community or that I see at clubs, I've seen them on Tinder, Grindr, yeah. Hinge, whatever, Bumble, yep. whatever. So... T- Tinder specifically has just created a monopoly that essentially is just like capitalizing on our insecurities, and it's just it's re- it's almost like it's working overtime to find new. And, and I get that it's 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 the whole you know capitalist structure, blah blah blah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, the amount of boys that I match on fucking Tinder that go, oh, let's t- take down the capitalist structure. I'm like, you're sweetie, on Tinder. Literally, like you're part of the problem. Like, get off Tinder then. <laughs> like, but you know, I get that it's an it's a it's a corporation, but you don't need to go to such lengths to to kind of like keep finding new ways of like basically fucking up people's romantic lives. But you know what? You're gonna so for that bitch, you're cancelled. Cancelled and cancelled off my phone. Cancelled off Curtis' phone. Whew. So we've got a different kind of Am I the Arsehole today. It's more of a story tell, I guess. Yeah, I mean, someone's an arsehole in here, especially. <laughs> I guess it's kind of a bit of a Am I the Arsehole slash what advice would we give to this person? Yeah. It's in the relationship advice part. Although I would have put it in the, um, I should have put it in, I think it should be put in the, am I the asshole for staying with this prick? But let me read it properly. <laughs> let me not judge. I should. Sorry, I'm supposed to withhold judgment. Can't help it. I'll just read it. So this woman is a woman. I found a text of my husband calling our adopted daughter the N-word. I don't know where to go from here. That's the title. Girl. Marinate on that. <laughs> um. That's the title. Okay. This has really been causing me some inner turmoil. So I thought I could well, use some it advice. <laughs> it, sh- it should, didn't it? Sorry. It's really The man a- you're with, <laughs> that you've adopted a child. Was it adopted a child? Adopted a daughter. Adopted a child. Sorry. Continue. And she's five. The child's five. So she, she's aware but that's young as well. Like, anyway, for background, my husband and I are both white, but we adopted our African-American daughter three years ago oh when God. she was two years old due to fertility issues. Okay. After deciding to adopt, we both ended up feeling great about our decision to help a child in need. Oh, gross. Uh, no, 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 no. Gross. You should not be feeling- That's oh, your daughter, no, not some- is, Charity fucking case. Like a dog. Like some Oh, dog. we feel great about our decision that we've- ate. Decision? No, no, mm, that no. doesn't feel like you. it's your child. Anyway. No. You, fa- you sound trifling. Anyway, woof. Where am I? (laughs) After deciding to adopt, we both ended up feeling great about our decision to help a child in need rather than bring a new child into the world. Whatever. 
Sorry. I, that doesn't sorry, sit right sorry. with me. Every time I hear that, sorry. it doesn't sit right with me. Life has been pretty great, and I can only describe my husband as the most loving, caring father I've ever seen. The race difference was literally never an issue. Well, clearly, you... <laughs> bitch, because you wrote this article, it has become... You missed something, bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, fast forward to two nights ago, my husband was taking a shower and I was in bed, though he had left his phone face down on the nightstand. Now, this part I honestly still feel shit about, but it's how I found out about all of this. So basically, I heard his phone vibrate from a text message. I initially only read it on his lock screen to check if it was something urgent, but the message got my attention. It said, have I start calling you master, LOL. What the hell? I immediately became angry because I assumed my husband had been giving his friend details about our sex life. My thumbprint was registered on his phone. So, no, weird kinky flex. Weird kinky flex. (laughs) That was a weird kink flex there. Okay. My thumbprint was registered on his phone. So I unlocked it to look at the text. Boy, was I wrong. My husband had only sent one text to his friend that day and it read, the little nigger spilled juice everywhere today. I really can't catch a break. I at least made her clean it up though. I was shocked. Unfortunately, I was only able to look at a couple more unrelated texts before I heard my husband turn off the shower. I then returned his phone to the nightstand and that was that. I don't know what to do. The texts were obviously in a joking manner. So is this the best thing to just let it slide and never mention it? Does this represent his character in any way? I've been distant the past couple of days and I think he might be noticing. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Oh my god okay first of all there are so many levels first of all this is not an am i the arsehole but you're the arsehole you're no yes like they both are but you're the arsehole why are you even asking this question like he's a loving father and and taking up for him this is so indicative this is so sorry (laughs) if you can see jam's face right now i swear i'm so angry oh this is so indicative of when there's a person i'm gonna call it when there's a person who's non who's non a person who's not a person of color and there's an example of someone being blatantly racist, but because you have experience with this person, you can't, it's almost like you're almost trying to shift this narrative to be something different. It's not about, oh, he's, he's not clearly racist. saying it in a he's, joking manner. Like, clearly. Like, How was that clearly in a joking manner? But for you to be able manner? to joke like that, like because- The little nigger. She's five and I, I, But this is, uh, it's just, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's just so the rich. The idea of a black child being in this environment makes me sick. Like it actually makes me vis- like physically sick to think that there's a small innocent black child in a household like that when dad is racist. Why? The little... Oh my God. And you God. know it's wrong and you know he's a racist because he didn't say it to you. You guys don't joke like exactly. that clearly. This was a shock to you. So this is something that you didn't know about your man. I mean, in this situation, I get, I can get, I, I get why she's almost like hesitant or whether or not to stay or whatever she should do because technically she's locked in with this man. She's, she's adopted a child with this man. I'm guessing they're married. They're married, they're married, husband. right. So then she's already emotionally invested in this man, cool. But then she's also financially tied in with this man, Selfish. cool. But then also at the same time, those finances tie in that child that you've adopted from another country that you're so proud of. Well, I think it's from America, but African-American child. Mm. Okay, yeah. So then, okay, scratch that. Not from another country, but you've adopted this child together. So now this child is tied up within your finances, within your life, within your infrastructure that you've, you know, as a life that you've created. My thing is just like... It, I'm just sick of, cause this is the same thing with when it comes to like um, someone who dates someone who then turns out to be homophobic, but then it's almost like, oh no, but because it doesn't directly affect you, mm-hmm. this affects your, your child. But this is where, this is where the conflict in you is so strong because this is, it doesn't affect you, but it affects your child. 
So it's almost like, you know you can't ignore it. You know you can't ignore it because but, that is your child. But, Had this been your friend, you could. I know you would have ignored it. But clearly this person can ignore it. And this is a sign. And we even felt this because I purposely didn't read this. I read the title before we came to this podcast, but I didn't read it because I wanted to have the natural reaction. Mm. We both had that natural reaction when we said we really felt good about our decision. You oh do not see this child as your child. child. You don't. You don't. Because the fact that you even have a question, the fact that you're putting him above the child, Literally. you don't have that tie to that child. That child mm. doesn't feel like your child. That feels like a foster child to you that mm. you somehow adopted. That because you should get a that pat on the back pat for. Pat on the back for. Oh, I helped a child in need. That's part of your philanthropic endeavours. It's a... It's like I said, if this was fostering, I would get like the perspective. Not that I would agree, but if this was a foster child that... I hate even saying this, but you could actually give back, quote unquote, mm. which I think is horrible to say. Like... It's not that I would agree with it, but it's understandable the way you're talking. Like, I, I don't agree with it, but I get, I would understand, understand that, it more right? So. It, I'm like, okay, fine. You adopted this child this and you're talking daughter. like this is some project. It's not your daughter. You don't, you don't feel that connection with that child because to be honest with you, anyone talks about my child in any way. It don't matter who it is. It shouldn't even it matter if it's your husband. Anyone calls your child, any, it's not even just have to be nigger, but like call the kid like outside the kid's name in a way that's really ridiculous. That should be a game over thing. That should be game over. But yet you're asking questions like, oh, I just, oh, he's such a good man. You're selfish. Mm. You're putting that husband and your needs and your relationship before the child. And this is the thing that child's gonna like, that child could grow up and just have so many identity issues. Like so many, like there are children that, you know, and they call they call this actually translate tra- transracial, transracial, not Rachel Dolezal. But this is actual transracial when um, a couple of one race or ethnicity adopts a child from a different one. That's transracial. And some of those children perhaps grow up with sometimes identity problems. Sometimes they're fine. And sometimes there's a bit of like complexities. Because it's like, oh damn, like there's a bit of- um, Cultural kind of like, misstep it's almost like you yeah. can't really connect with your own culture but you know that you're not like everybody else that's yeah in the, so that's in yeah. the country club so sometimes <laughs> so sometimes there's a bit of a conflict there so that's already a thing that could happen but the fact that this child has a racist father like that to me that's scary that's fucking scary to me mm. that actually happened to um what's her name sandra bullock sandra bullock adopted um adopted a, a black child I don't know if she's got two now but like she adopted a black child and was engaged to a guy who's full-on neo-nazi I think his name's Jesse James or something like that. But my guy, like, they, they ended up splitting. Oh my but my guy's, ra- like, when I say racist, like, racist. And you were going to adopt a child with that man. So, you, come on now. People, we need to start be doing, like, vetting the people mm. that we let into our lives. It's when not- children are involved, especially children mm. you're going to adopt. Like, I'm, what? It's not even about, at this stage, it's not even about, you know, is my man, you know, stand, I have to stand by my man. No, you need to stand by your child because you, when you adopted that child, because you didn't even have that child. It's not even, it's not even from your, your own, you know, your own DNA. You've taken that child out of a situation, for better, for worse. You've taken that child and you've promised, essentially, that you are going to now protect that child, that you're going to raise that child, that you're going to... You, most importantly, protect the child. So how? So now, when the threat is coming from your own garden of your man, what? But you've you've promised to protect. So, and I get where you know what I'm not going to say. I get where she's coming from with her. I don't know. No, I'm not going to say because this is the problem: is that too many people get like too much room for for people to be allowed to be considered racist or not, or whether or not it should be an issue or not. And it's just like, no, your your husband refers to your child as the little nigger. So I think you need to sit down and have a conversation of how things are going to be going about, how you're going to be separating, how you're going to be taking <laughs> all the custody. Because Heike, if you if you give a damn about this child, 
you will eat. If you want to stay with your man, cool, but give up the child. Like, not give up the child. Give the child a better home than you can offer because these times there, you don't know how that's going to evolve. And that trauma, that child's been with them for three years, so that child's got memories now. That child's got memories. It's not like a two-year-old or a one-year-old. It's a five-year-old. I, I don't know. I'm just... Listen, I'm not in the scenario because imagine now I'm, I'm with I'm with um, someone who's not black or if I'm, if you know, it wouldn't even matter. But say if I'm, I'm, I'm with someone who is the same race as me and we had a white baby and they referred to the, the baby as a cracker. Like... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'd have a problem with it's that fun. because essentially, essentially, your what that essentially means is that your husband creates a like creates this boundary of almost like of importance between him himself and your child. Essentially, your child is not on the same like hu- like human level as him. He doesn't consider he doesn't consider your child human. He considers your child a lesser like a negro like. Nah. Oh my god! This weren't even. Am I the arsehole? But you're the arsehole. I'm sorry. Like Like, even to be asking the questions this way just pisses me off. I'm sorry. I know. I I know they were asking for advice, but uh, even the way they were talking, I'm sorry. But you sound like you should never have adopted. No. Some of the comments I'll read just a few. One of them says, "You need to have a conversation with him, um, even if it was some poor attempt at humor. It's no excuse and unacceptable. He needs to understand words matter, especially when they pertain to his daughter. If he's half the guy you say he is, he should feel like a piece of shit after you get done with him. And I doubt he'd do this again. And she's like, "How should I go about bringing up this conversation?" Listen, I, br- bitch, drop someone, down a text. Someone just went. I read your text messages. I read your, Someone just said, "I read your text messages. You call her daughter an N word." Like at that point, should, at that point, you can't even be like, "You read my text, bitch." Listen, you call her daughter a nigger. You, you call her daughter a nigger. Do you re- don't don't do that. What's the other one? The gun, one. Is, the gun is in the in the in the top drawer shelf. I'm I'm assuming this is America. Eh. The gun is in the top drawer shelf. You call a child a nigger, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no running. This person <laughs> says, I feel like you're not angry enough about this. My heart breaks Thank for a little you. girl. Her daddy, the man who's supposed to nurture, love, protect, and raise her, spoke about her so cruelly, that poor baby. Oh my Someone God. Someone says, I'm surprised. The reaction, this is the poster. I'm surprised. The reactions here are so calm. My jaw was on the floor reading what the text said. I feel like I need a shower after the master thing. Disgusting connotations. So I think some people are writing really horrible, weird ass messages. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, there's not much to read here because people are writing essays. And I'm not really prepared to mm. read them. But that I think is the part of the problem. It's like, you didn't seem angry enough in the message. You but didn't. Again, like... It's one of those things where I can get angry and get heated about it, but it just comes back to the same point of like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not being funny. Obviously, not all white people, but a lot of the time, when it comes to racial issues, a lot there's a lot of like almost like performative wokeness or performative mm-hmm. like anti-racism that comes from people like this, like from privileged uh, backgrounds that aren't POCs, essentially white, that essentially just want the, the the accolades of being the the oh you know we we looked after the 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 basically essentially the negro that came from you know from a poor neighborhood you want charity medals for looking after this child you felt proud of of yourself don't get me wrong like you can feel you know warmed i'm not trying to say that you should know be you know how you should feel but it's like it could warm your heart that you essentially took this child out of a horrible situation because you love this child but it shouldn't be oh you know we, we adopted this child out of out of poverty and we feel great for ourselves already from just from that i could tell that you were not equipped to raise this child especially a child that is not the same ethnicity as you exactly like you could have adopted a white child you know like i mean actually let me take that back because i don't know what the adoption system is like in the states so actually mm. let me not speak with with vim like that but 
I just don't think these people are specifically the people that should be adopting a child of a different ethnicity to them. I'm sorry, especially now. And especially considering this person's friends, because he's texting a friend, also talks like that. Oh so this my child, God, this child is growing up around potential uncles and aunties and, 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 and family friends that also think like that. The next minute They're surrounded now. by that. Well, if they have kids and the kids are calling the child that because, mm. because their dad says that about, you know... I, I, and the fact that you don't take it seriously enough to even that you're considering whether or not you're gonna mess, you're gonna speak to him about it. Can, I can't, what kind of marriage? I can't imagine this kid. Maybe something happens like when the kid's older. This kid runs to mum like mum, mum. That's me. what I'm saying. What would you do? You're supposed to be like what? But you already would you even have that anger or would you just shove it down and say, well, you know, you don't want to be combative. Maybe they didn't mean it like that. Maybe they mean it in a jokey way. But well, what does that mean? Are we supposed to be joking like that? Because you don't know say that if this was another type of scenario, if there's another type of marginalized group, you wouldn't be saying the same thing. But you know what? <sighs> I just, this is where I'm like, I think I've seen like questions like this in the past where, you know, um, you have like, usually it's a white couple that says, oh, we're thinking about adopting and our child happens to be so-and-so, like, you know, Chinese, Japanese, uh, black, uh, African, Jamaican, whatever. And there's like, they ask, what's their first move? What should they do? And like, my thing is essentially, first of all, learn where your child is from because high key, a lot of you be adopting, you know, children and not and be thinking, oh, well, I think they're from this. And then next minute they learn a whole ass language uh, that's not theirs. Um, that happened once. There was a story where this this kid, he ended up being an adult, got adopted and got put into Chinese school. He ended up being Korean. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, Mm, so you thought, you thought you were, mm, I'm going to be like so educated and woke and like let my child learn about it. God. But you know what? That's it. You, you know, tried. Yeah, you tried. But you should have tried, but you tried harder at the beginning. Exactly. To look, check. At them, look at them adopting papers. Like, <sighs> anyway. Yeah. But I think when it comes down to raising someone that is not your own race, because also at the same time, you know, with interracial couples, you, if you have like a mixed race baby, whatever, 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 if it's not the same as you, you should either, either way, you should be imparting wisdom or experiences that you've had as a person, uh, as a white person, as a black person, as whatever, into the person that you're going to be bringing into the world so that they can have more of an understanding of, of the connotations that everyone has when they walk around. So even if you are not like, for example, a, a, a white person, you should be telling, you should be showing your child like, okay, white people exist. This is this is what's happened in the past. This is the connotation that white people have. This is the connotation that black people have, you know? And, you know, you can say to your child, like these things are wrong or these things, there are, there are truths in this, but because of X, Y, and Z, there should be more conversation about history and why, thing, why we understand things the way they are. Even if the child hasn't asked for them, because we're walking around, like all these connotations that, people of color and that white people have didn't just pop out from nowhere. We no. don't live in a vacuum. So when we when we talk to each other, when we interact with each other, it all stems from something. That like that father calling her for calling his his own daughter, adopted daughter, um, a nigger, that came from somewhere. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I just for me, it's about explaining history. It's about explaining where your, where your child comes from, but then also explaining about the lives around your child. Just giving them, I guess, a decent grip of what's going on, and Literally. yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm shot after that one, to be honest. Like that one just pissed me off. Whew. But yeah, <laughs> well, let's round off the show. Cool. So <laughs> after that, I'm shell shocked. I think I, I think it's locked me. Like, what do you want to say? Like, what do you want to round it off with? Um, for me, it's pretty much just like be mindful of the people around you. Um, communicate 
um, don't fall into fads. Research what you know. Research your things that you're you're learning. Yeah, double um, check, cross reference, fact never, check. There's actually a lot of fact checking websites out there that will sometimes help you find sources of the fake news and actually what the real picture comes from. There's actually quite a lot of them now, mm. based on the way fake news is operating. So check those for for a starting point if you're not sure. Don't believe the WhatsApp lies. Oh my god. Don't believe the group chat lies. And yeah, just like continue working to be a better version of yourself. Like I think that's just the, the message takeaway is just like if some if you disagree with something, speak about it, regardless of like I mean obviously you have to take the you have to take the the the, the re- repercussions as they come and you know think about the repercussions, but if you th- if something generally rocks your core and it's wrong, you should be speaking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh God. I, nice. You know, you just you know you just feel so moved from that, like that move, not moved in a good way, but just no. like disturbed is a better word. I thought about that, even just the title. I was thinking about it, and I was just like, sometimes I'm like, I hope that's fake. I hope that's fake. Yeah. I hope there's not a kid out there that's with a family like that. I really do. But you hear about stories like that well, with yeah. like interracial, like not interracial, yeah. sorry, mixed race, um, yeah, people yeah. who who Those have white uncles parents and, called them yeah. n-word. No mothers. You know, like so, certain people's mums will be like, my mum calls me the N-word. You know, that rapper Logic says it all the time. My mum used to call me nigger growing up. And I'm just the like, fuck? where where did you... But the thing is, this is what happens when certain people are not checked for their who they are in those spaces. Just because you're invited... And I don't hate using this phrase because it's not an American thing. It's an American thing and it's not a British thing. But when you're invited to the cookout, when you're invited to the parties, when you're invited to the bashment wine-ups, right... Just because you were there, you need to be aware of who you are, what you are in that space. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. I'm telling 100%. you, when a when a person of colour is in a room full of white people, they're aware of who they are and what they are in that space. Every moment. Every moment you're aware. How you speak, how you walk, how you and talk. And I'm not trying to say that you should be uncomfortable. I'm trying to say, like, yeah. listen, like, you just need to be aware. That's it. And learn. And, like, just don't, don't give yourself a pat on the back just because you feel like you've reached a level of wokeness or just because you're dating said ethnicity doesn't mean you've reached a level of wokeness. This thing that, that some people think, like, dating and having kids, mixed race kids, is a pass. It's not a pass. It like, really isn't it? you will constantly have to be doing the work to make sure you are unpacking some of the things that your kids are going to have to go through when they get into society constantly. It doesn't, mm. it's not a destination you reach constantly. And that's not just for, like, parents of mixed race children. That's just, just in general, we all should constantly be doing that. So, especially especially if your kids come out and they're you know whatever ethnicity they are mixed with or whatever that's like your responsibility as said parent to make sure you're doing that for yourself and then for them mm. preach these times i don't even got kids <laughs> these times they're literally like having racial discussions and debates is like my is like my base requirement for yeah. for any relationship or just friendship dating wise because I mean I run into because of happenstance I tend to you know I tend to attract a lot of white men on Tinder well when right. I use back I used to use Tinder because I don't know why but for some reason <laughs> I, I went on a lot of dates with white guys my thing is like just because just because like you're attracted to me does not mean that you've passed the test in terms of like racial acceptance no. we're gonna consistently have conversations about race and you know there's some black people there's some chinese people there's some you know there's there's different people out there that are probably not even gonna want to have conversations about race but me personally i just like talking about race and racial politics but especially i'm gonna be call it i'm gonna say it but especially if you're a white person we're gonna be having discussions about racial politics and you're gonna have to bring an opinion and i will check you on your opinion you can check me on my opinion and we can have a conversation mm. about 
you know, the discourse, if there's a discourse of, wh- you know, whether or not, and if there's some misunderstanding, but there needs to be a conversation, yep. especially if we're dating, because what's not going to happen is that we're going to, this whole situation where now we are adopting a child or we're, you know, or our child's going to be interracial, whatever, whatever, whatever. And you now turn around and think that you can say X, Y, Z in front of, in front of people with confidence at, with me at your side as, as your racial, as your racial car to say, I'm not racist. That will not be happening on today not on my watch not, not on, on my, my watch, watch. <laughs> <laughs> well but yeah whew, this was a tiring episode yeah but it I was also it. 12 o'clock jesus oh my god <laughs> okay <laughs> like a.m well that has been the second episode of we should be cancelled um we will putting out the episodes on mondays um, we're going to be confirming what time. So basically just look out on Monday. Yeah, the spice up your morning on the Monday. Yes. So Mondays are a bit dead. So just give it. they'll be less dead. With <laughs> oh, that was dead, but it's fine. No, but we're, we're going to give the, the queen some little cancellation on a Monday. Little cute thing. Little cute thing. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be releasing them weekly, I think. Um, and then see how that goes from here on. But yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for listening and tune in next week. Yeah, I've been Jamisha. And this is Curtis. And it's this is so cringe. Oh my god, it is. We, we should, should be cancelled. Ah. <laughs> Q T